When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the latest video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. As we look ahead to Fantasy Premier League game week nine and try and pinpoint those under the radar gems to help you climb up the rankings. Uh, we'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables, uh, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns today we'll see who is due a return on the latest tables we've also got tables on the most attacking defenders um, and also the best goalkeepers because i know a lot of people aren't happy with their goalkeepers at the moment so we'll find out who the best ones are in addition we'll take any questions you have at the end of the stream so have a think about that uh, and post your questions in the live chat at the end uh, we usually reveal our teams um, in this show but we're going to do things a little bit differently we're going to break this video up into two parts because um, it was getting a bit long um, so it's easier for people to find things so Part two, where we reveal our teams, uh, myself and Tom are going to re- are going to be recording that after we've done the stream, and that will be going out on Wednesday. Um, so we'll get that. So if you want to see all our team reveals, that video and podcast will go out on Wednesday at Fantasy Football Scout. Um, meanwhile, my name is Joe, and joining me as ever is Tom, uh, Fantasy Football Scout's deputy editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Joe. Yeah, it was a, a quieter weekend um what with the, the international football on so that allowed me to start thinking a little bit more about a game week 10 wild card putting down a few ideas for that but yes yeah, it's, it's been nice just to take a bit of a step back from it all and um I always find that helps with my own team a little bit mm. just to, to have that little bit of a break and to to reassess everything but yeah looking forward to the yeah. football being back this weekend busy Saturday of football coming up um Yep, I'm um um I'm I'm waiting for everyone to keep selling Saka and Matoma, um please. Mm. So if you're in the live chat, uh, you're watching, you're listening, please. If you've got him, if you've got any of these players, sell them. Um, nothing to do with me wanting to get them in in game week ten at cut price. Um, but do do sell them uh, ahead of uh, game week nine if you can. Um, uh, it would be handy. I might better afford them then as well. Um, meanwhile, uh, do remember to press that like button if you like what you're hearing and seeing, and do remember to subscribe as well and tell your friends to subscribe. Um, before we move on to the goals imminent table, the latest goals imminent table, just to welcome those early birds joining us in the live chat: Shaz, um, Hanny, uh, P, Georgie, Gavin. Uh, Multilevel, John, Pil Gatey, Heather, Jack Tur, uh, many more. Thanks so much for joining us. Do remember to press that like button. Um, and let's hope some of your players are on the goals and assist imminent tables. And um, uh, But I think there might be some certain players from Manchester United who are being sold in their droves who might still be on this table. And warning alert, they're playing Sheffield United next. Mm-hmm. 
So this might not be the time to sell them. Um, but um, let's let's find out. Goals imminent table. Are there any Manchester United players? Oh, dear. There are. OK, so we'll start at the top. Rashford. No big chances. So he hasn't missed any. <laughs> no goals. This is last four matches. He's only had three shots on target. But he's had a whopping 17 shots. 12 shots inside the box from close range. Um, and he should have got arguably one and a bit goals over those four matches. Um, but he hasn't, according to the XG Delta stats. Is Rashford in your team? Is he long gone? Would you would you recommend selling ahead of Sheffield United? No, I think if you own like me, I think he's a, a definite sell. It's not, uh, sorry, sorry, a definite hold this week and then probably a sell after. I don't think the appeal... I don't think the appeal is Rashford this week. I think it's Sheffield United. Yeah. I think I don't think I don't think I'd sell any attacker from any team if they were about to play Sheffield United. So um I'm hopeful for my own team he can go out with a bang before mm. I um wild card in ten. Yeah. Um Sheffield United, they just look under equipped to to compete in the Premier League, don't they? They lost um yeah. lost a couple of big players over the summer and day and and Sander Burge as well. Um they're bottom for chances conceded on both flanks. Which um, which could be good for Rashford uh, out on the left. I watched the Fulham game that they played last um, before the international break. Uh, uh, Sheffield United and Villian had a had a had a great game um, mm-hmm. on that left hand side. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm really hopeful of Rashford mm-hmm. delivering, but I think if there's going to be a fixture which he does come back and he does get a brace or something, it will be this one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, a hold for one more week and then probably sell ahead of the Manchester derby. I yeah. think. I mean, that's so. what I think. I mean, I. Wildcard in eight. I got rid of Fernandez and Rashford and mm. Anana. I got rid of my Manchester United guys. I'd sort of seen enough. But if I'd have wildcarded this week, if I was on a wildcard now, it would be a different story. And I'd be really tempted to have kept at least one, maybe two of them. And seeing Rashford at the top here, that quantity of shots, not the quality though, but the quantity yeah. against, let's face it, a championship side. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Sheffield United, yeah, they're not, they're not equipped to stay up at the moment. Um, so they are there for the taking. And as you said, this is going to, this is going to be some very, I don't like to use the word punished, but there's some sellers are going to be punished. I think could be famous last words. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'd kind of blame anybody for selling Rashford because everybody's given him a lot of opportunities and he hasn't delivered. But I think selling him now ahead of Sheffield United yeah. probably doesn't make much. If you've stuck with him this long, yeah. why sell him now? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, and He came on as a sub for England. I was hoping that, you know, he'd get a goal for England maybe against Australia and that could just help his confidence a bit. Yeah. That didn't happen. Don't know whether he starts against Italy tonight, maybe. But you just hope that... Yeah coming away from Manchester, playing for England for a couple of weeks, change of environment, might come back with, um, come back in, uh, you know, hopefully much better form. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, next name, uh, Darwin Nunes. Um, he, mm. a, a cheaper a striker. He has had seven big chances. Put that in context. Yeah. Rashford has had no big chances last four. Yeah. Nunes has had, Darwin Nunes has had seven big chances. He has fluffed six of them, but he's got... He, he's a menace. He's got so the quantity yeah. is there. So he's had 13 shots, 11 at close range. He has scored uh, one goal over that period. He should have scored at least another. So he should be on uh, at least two goals over the last four matches he's played. Um, four shots on targets. He's a good stats. He does look good when he plays. But will he start? And also is game week nine perhaps not the 
fixture to get him in for because of international duty. What do you, what do you think? Where do you stand with Darwin Nunes? Yeah, I really like him as a pick over the next few. Um, like you say, Joe, he, he makes an impact when he's called upon, mm. doesn't he? You know, he um, he might not convert everything, but he gets a lot of chances. And that's what I like. I think he's got three goals and three assists mm-hmm. from 309 minutes this year. Yep. He's hit the wood, he's hit the post three times mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, and he's had more big chances than Salah, even though Salah's mm-hmm. been on penalties. He's obviously got probably almost double amount of minutes. I haven't got the figures in front of me now, but he's started every game, Salah. Um, the only problem is the timing, like you say, Joe, and it's the the international break. And mm-hmm. we saw in game week five. He went off to play for for Uruguay, Mm. playing in the early hours of Wednesday morning, came back to the 12.30 Saturday kickoff against Wolves, and he was benched for that. The same thing is happening this time. Plays for Uruguay early hours of Wednesday morning, I think. And then they play the Merseyside Derby Saturday at 12.30. So that's got to be a concern. Mm. Um, Yeah considering that I don't, you know, Liverpool won that match last time, but they haven't got a great record in the 12.30 kickoffs after either Champions League mm. or international duty. They've got uh, they've got Jota, who hasn't featured that much for Portugal, so I think he's probably going to come in. And then it's just what they do with the, with the other spot there. Mm. Obviously, Luis Diaz is in the same boat. He's over in South yeah. America too. Um, let's see what happens with Gakpo. I think he's 50-50 at the moment, whether or not he's going to be able to play. He might have to play Darwin, but um, let, let's. it does feel a bit risky if you're bringing him in now. Yeah. We're going to be in the same predicament in game week 13 as well, because Liverpool's match has just been moved from a later slot into the 12.30 Saturday slot, okay. game week 13, yeah, against Man City. And um, that follows the next international break. So if you're bringing in Darwin now, just be aware that game week 19 and game week 13, there's going to be a few doubts going into it. Mm. I guess the good thing is we might get early team news. Because so is that game week 9 game. or game week 19, you meant? Game week nine. Sorry, Toss, did yeah. I say game week 9? It's 19, yeah. yeah. We're not thinking that far ahead. No, no, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, game week 9 game week 13, nine. yeah. No, no, I thought, wow, yeah, that's exactly. uh, like... Uh, the um, more research. Game. <laughs> research. Yeah, gaming no. nine. Yeah, gaming nine, gaming yeah. thirteen. That's what I thought as well. Um, yeah. That's why one of the reasons on my wildcard I didn't consider him mm. because I, I, it's just not nailed on. Um, however, he is explosive, and if he is starting, yeah. I do fancy the next two: Everton at home, yeah. Nottingham Forest at home, Luton at way, Brentford at yeah, home. What what a quartet of games uh, from a attacking yeah. point of view. It's probably worth a roll of the dice. I think. Um, I think so. For those on game week ten, yeah, because yeah, because yeah. It, it, chances are he might get twenty thirty minutes against Everton. Chances are he'll start at least two of those next ones, and mm. even even on from from the from the bench. And of course, Liverpool uh, seem to be uh, winning a lot of games um, from a losing position. They seem to be down one yeah. nil and then just. Yeah hammer teams or like with um, Brighton, for example, where, you know, finish up with two all, but there's goals, <laughs> there's goals there. There's, goals, there's late goals, early goals, lots of goals. <laughs> and and that's, that's what you want from investing there. Um, next up is, is another player who um, has sort of lost his spot, but he's gained another spot. It's Richarlison at Tottenham. He's no longer up front. Uh, Son is really the, the the guy up front for Tottenham, but Richarlison's sort of cementing a place out on the on the left. You've got Kulusevski on the right, Madison assisting them. Another team like Liverpool, a lot of goals, and and I think we we've gone into the international break with Tottenham top. 
But Richarlison, four yeah. big chances. Missed three of them. He has scored. He should have scored at least another. He's had five shots on target, 14 shots. and uh, uh, 11 shots uh, of those have been inside the box. And of course, even if he is a sub, he can score. And I think he did quite got quite a reasonable haul off the bench recently. He did. Um, yeah. So Richarlison, if you, if you can't afford the likes of Son and Madison, Richarlison, six... My eyes popped out when I saw this. 6.7 million. People have had enough. But yeah, it's quite good value. Yeah, I mean, you just do not know what you're going to get with Richarlison. And I suppose that's quite exciting. Yeah. You know, he miss, he fluffs a lot of chances. But other times he looks completely unplayable. And yeah, um, yeah he's, his, his, his role has changed a bit with Son through the middle. He's playing off the left now. Um Potentially a bit riskier as, as, as a long-term hold mm. when Brennan Johnson's back fit. But I don't know where exactly where he's at. And I'd probably expect Richarlison to start on Monday. He's over in South America too, but but it's not that Saturday game. They've yeah. got till Monday till they play Fulham. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be an easy match against Fulham. No. I think that Fulham with Polinia in there, they don't tend to concede loads of goals. Um and I'm I'm not sure if now is the time to be looking at Spurs players. I just think their fixtures after Fulham are getting a little bit tougher. Yeah. So I'm not sure. If, I mean, I own Richarlison, and of course I'll play him this week. But then longer term, I'm not sure if those are the, yeah. if Spurs are the club you want to be looking at. Um, there's probably other teams with slightly better fixtures. But um, yeah, he could he could of course haul on his day. He gets to when he's playing. I, I love his goal threat. You know, he gets more chances than Madison in that team. Albeit Madison has got more routes to points than yeah. Richarlison. Yeah, so, I mean, but, I'm, I'm game week ten. I'm looking to offload Son um, in Son, my, okay. my team, and I know other people are um, looking mm, to yeah. offload perhaps even Madison. I mean, I've had Madison since game week one, so he's got he's gone up point uh, six million in that time. Um, I would he, he's a player I want long term anyway because yeah. I think there's routes to points there. So for me, he's gonna he's gonna tick over us. But if you got Continue. him really recently, yeah, he's probably um, been a ball for the next fixtures, which are tricky from an attacking point of view, as you point out. I think so. So they have mm. got Crystal Palace away after Fulham. Um, that mm. that's that's always a tough game. Um, then they have got Chelsea at home. Chelsea actually in, coming into form now, just as their fixtures mm. stiffen. Then they got Wolves away. Um, Wolves, another team we, we've been trumpeting. We're, we're like the Wolves club here. We we love Wolves. They're, they're, they're the they're the goals and assists imminent kings. Uh, their players have always been on these tables. They're not here now because they keep delivering. Um, and then you've got Aston Villa, and then Manchester City in game week fourteen. It's yeah. it, it's it's a tricky run in which I could I could do with Madison, but Madison and Son. Richarlison and Son, Richarlison and Madison, that doubling up an attack seems a bit much. I, I agree, Joe. Yeah, I'm looking at the wild card in yeah. game week 10 and I might not have any Spurs yeah. attackers in that, but if yeah. I do, it would be Son who goes yeah. in. But yeah, I, I don't think the double up's necessary for that for that kind of fixture run of, um, which probably lasts, I think, seven game weeks because yeah. they play West Ham and Newcastle after the games you mentioned. So. Um, uh, I mentioned a couple of other names. We've got Brown at Luton. He's 4.9. He's had a big chance. He's missed it. Um, should have got a goal. Um, it, it just one shot on target, 10 shots. So a lot of shots, but not of quality there. So I don't think it's going to convince many people to go there. Uh, Wissa at, um, at Brentford, 5.9. Um, two big chances. Missed them both. Had only one shot on target last four. But same with Brown, 10 shots, um, about eight of those inside the box. Looking at Brentford's next fixture, they've got Burnley at home. If you've got him, hold uh, for that because yeah. Burnley are shipping chances. But then... Brentford, they go for Chelsea, West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal, and then Luton in game week 14. So 
game week 10 to 13 are awful and then it gets better mm. again. So he's, he's probably a one to start moving off. But nevertheless, we've got Burnley, so hopefully we can have some smug points from points with mm. him. Um, but the next name we mentioned is Madison. So I've already speak, spoken a bit about him. Um, it's assist threat, really, is his big one. Um, he's got lots of assists, so he won't feature on this imminent table because they've arrived. But it's his goal threat that's starting to arrive. No big chances yet. No goals in the last four matches, that is. But he has had four shots on target. He's had 10 shots, just two inside the box. So you see what you're getting there. You're getting long range. You're getting uh, free kicks, which is tougher to score from, you know, being being right next to the goal and, and tap in and and so forth. So um yeah, Madison. But it's it's interesting that he's starting to get some goal threat according to this. Maybe this is, you know, sorted by expected goals as well. Yeah, I think, you know, the table sums it up. You're getting a lot of long long range threat. There's not much happening in the penalty box. No. So that in isolation is a concern. But then with Madison you add that assist potential in and that ownership of set pieces and how he's such a key player for them. And he's a really good asset. And he's just going to, I think he's just going to be that player, just that steady Eddie this year. I think he's just going to continue ticking along with an assist, occasional goal, bit of bonus throw in, thrown in. And um, I don't think you can go wrong, even at 8.1 million with him. So. No, we've got Anthony next. No big chances last four. I mean, he's only, he's only had a couple of games or one game back, I think. Uh, yeah, two sub, two yeah. shots on target, uh, but nevertheless, just put him there to highlight that he's had eleven shots, three inside the box. Um, so there is some modicum of, of goal threat there, but once again, mostly long range. Uh, McNeil at Everton. So we spoke about Everton last week about some bargain bargain basement. He's got Decore, for example, uh, and uh, some, a lot of their other players. Um, and Everton are, are picking up form. They've got Slanky up top, got McNeil, got Harrison there. So it's starting to look like a better side. Um, but yeah, so McNeil, I reckon we, we might get a return from him, even if it is against Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think he's the perfect Dice player, isn't he, Joe? You yeah. know, crosses into the box, yeah. real creator. He's a bit of an underrated player, I think. Mm. Um but yeah, Everton, I like him. I mean, Calvert-Lewin at 5.8. If you've got McNeil supplying chances for you, I think, you know, he could be a really good pick. The yeah. fixtures for Everton are pretty mixed. For an attacker, they're quite difficult, I think. They've got yeah. West Ham, Brighton, Palace and Man United after Liverpool. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking at Calvert-Lewin thinking, well, he could be a really good enabler, but are they going to get enough chances mm. to score in those matches? And I'm not quite sure yet, but... When the fixtures fall kindly, I think players like McNeil will will potentially become options for us. Um, now, uh, Slanky at Bournemouth is next. He's had one big chance, missed, uh, missed it. Um, he has scored in the last four. He's had three shots on target, 12 shots, but all of them bar one from close range. Um, should have got a bit more of, a go- of another goal um, there. The next... Fixture-wise, long-term, not so good. Within the next six, they've got Manchester City, Newcastle and Aston Villa. But they also have Wolves and Burnley at home up next. These are absolutely crucial must-wins. And they've got Sheffield United in game week 13. So it's a mixed bag of fixtures, but the the good fixtures are really good. Um, And Bournemouth haven't started as impressively as they would have liked. um, But they have had a really tough run. And this is where this is. The, I mean, these are absolutely must win games. I, I would imagine the manager, if they don't win against Wolves and Burnley and then they go into the Man City game, I would say the manager could be the first to be sacked this season. Yeah, I completely agree. It's been a 
it's been a really tough start, but the fixtures have been so difficult for them. But then that just makes the, these games, it ramps up the pressure because yeah. they have to deliver in these games. I think Solanke is good. I think, you know, the stats are good. There's loads of close range threat there. You mm. know, 11, 11 yeah. of his 12 shots are inside the box. It's exactly what we want to see from a striker. Solanke, I think he's got three goals and one assist in eight starts against difficult opposition. So, yeah, I think he's a good little kind of two-week punt. You, you're back in Bournemouth and they haven't shown much, but maybe these are the fixtures yeah. um, to do it. You know, they've got a new manager, very different kind of way of playing than Gary O'Neill previously. Lots of pressing high up the pitch, but it wouldn't surprise me if it clicked in one yeah. of these two games and Solanke gets a return. No. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Wolves is trick. I mean, we've been trumpeting Wolves, so um, with consistency, Wolves at home... He's quite good for an attacking point of view. I still think Wolves could could do well. They're still tricky customers, but 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 yeah. particularly for them at home. Um, so away, you never know. Um, but there yeah. could be some returns for Solanke um, at Wolves, and certainly against Burnley uh, the week after. So if you're looking for six point four, if you've got a six point yeah. four striker slot, or you're looking for a say one or two week punt, I, I would I would go for Solanke. He's got the stats. The stats say he's, he's he's due, and they've certainly got the fixtures next two. Um, but he is a short term um, yeah. punt. Um, and Eze's next, uh, still injured, we believe. Um, he's six point one. Just I'll just sort of round up the table by mentioning him. But I don't think anyone will go for him because because the injury. Um, and uh, also also the, all the fixtures are okay, but you know they got Newcastle, then Tottenham, which is pretty poor. Then they got Burnley, Everton, Luton, and, and then West Ham. So a bit mixed, but they got a nice little run in the middle of that. Um, but Eze, yeah, he's had one big chance, missed six shots on target, 11 um, shots and five inside the box. That's the last four matches he's played. Obviously, he hasn't played recently because of the um, injury. Um, let's have a look at the assists imminent table. Who's due an assist? Now, we, we, we've usually done better on this one. Um, uh, so a lot of these players here have not only assisted, but they've scored as well. And I must admit, the names seem a little bit more exciting um you know yeah. i know i mean i think with rashford and solanke uh o'neill uh, mcneil we we, could, we should get uh, hopefully some returns here but there's a lot of potential with this one let's start at the top war prouse when war prouse is on the assist imminent table he's going to be jumping off <laughs> with with bucket load of assists i think uh he's 6.3 now 12 chances created last four matches 18 corners he has scored um, he should, uh, he's got no assists over that time, but he should have got getting on for nearly two assists over the last four matches and 12 successful crosses. Um, um, uh, these are great stats. Um, Bowen, I think is the pick for West Ham's kind run, but, um, if you can't fool Bowen, well, Prowse next best, I'd say. Yeah. Completely agree. Um, it's hard to look past Bowen just cause that goal threat, I think he's had, 23 shots toward Prowse's nine um, so far mm. this season. I've had a lot more big chances, but yeah. Ward Prowse is the creator. You know, he's on the set pieces. Mm. Again, I think a bit like Madison, I think he's just going to tick over nicely this year. Yeah. So if you can't afford Bowen or you need more of an enabler, then yeah, I think he's a, I don't think he's a bad option. West Ham's fixtures are about to get really good, aren't they? Yeah. Villa's going to be a tough, Villa's going to be a tough match, but they do tend to do very well mm. against us. We haven't won against West Ham in a long time. So, um, <laughs> so because your kits are problem. so similar. <laughs> get confused. Yeah. It's all, it's all a blur. Yeah. <laughs> um, a claret blue blur. <laughs> 
I don't think we've won against West Ham and probably like six, seven, eight seasons. Oh, really? it's, it's absolutely ages. Yeah, we, we tend to struggle against them. Um, of course, we've got Emery in now and we're very good at home. We've won 10 in a row. So I'm not saying that's going to pass performances. It's hard to know how much to read into it. They just seem to be a bit of a bogey team for us. And I think if you're eyeing up a West Ham player, I don't think there's any harm in going early this week um, and getting them in for the Villa game because you might get a return out of it. But uh, yeah, Bowen... Top pick. If you can't, if you can't get there, definitely Ward Prowse yeah, after that. Uh, on last week's show, and uh, do do have a look back at it because it's obviously four gaming nine as well. We mentioned some budget enablers. Suchek, we mentioned in there, um, who is yeah. returning to the form he had uh, when he first appeared in the Premier League, which is to be the big annoying guy who heads the ball in. Um, so he's a perfect David Moyes player um, and uh, he seems to be returning to those ways and I think he scored while on international duty as well um, so a bit of um, form going on there um, yeah just a reminder of those West Ham fixtures yeah after Villa um, they've got Everton Brentford Nottingham Forest Burnley and Crystal Palace so a nice nice bunch of fixtures there um, a sea of blue they're, they're actually second over the next six behind Villa themselves so they're definitely the teams to target um, so it's good to see a West Ham player on here. Next up, Bruno Fernandes, 8.4 now. Um, people are selling him in their droves, but he's had 20 corners, created eight chances. He has scored. He should have got uh, at least an assist over the last four matches. And he's had six successful crosses. Um, Manchester United aren't um, gelling as well as they should be. But um, yeah, Sheffield United next. You've, Fernandez, say it's like same as Rashford, isn't it? It's like team's not gelling, but a lot of promise next game, isn't there? Yeah, and he's got that set piece threat as well, Fernandez, which is especially relevant when you play Sheffield United, given that they're the worst team in the division for defending yeah. um, set plays and crosses into the box. So, yeah, there's lots of routes to points. There's um, open play goal threat. There's penalties if they if they were to get one. And United's fixtures are good. Aside from that City game, the next four, they play Fulham and Luton after Man City. Yeah. So they've got um, they've got a really nice little run. And if, if Fernandez were to do something this weekend against Sheffield United, I think people on a game with 10 wildcard, they, 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 might be, they, they might be really looking at, at Fernandez and trying to kind of somehow work yeah. him into their midfield. Yeah, right. could he, he could easily get a penalty against Man City. There's a return. Mm-hmm. And as yeah. you said, yeah, Fulham... Luton, Everton after that before it turns mm. a bit with Newcastle and Game Week 14. But that's a lovely run. Um, I yeah. did a video, I think I mentioned it last week, I did a video uh, on Game Week 9 wildcard drafts. And the one I actually really liked for Game Week 9 wildcarders was sort of instead of having like Son uh, or, or that sort of player, um, have Fernandes in and then perhaps move him on if you wanted to. but Or or just see, see if, yeah. see if they gel and, and, and keep him. Because... As soon as Manchester United do well, because of their global support, they, I mean, that's why they, Fernandes is now 8.4. This is why Rashford's going down in price. As soon as they start getting goals in, you'll see their price shoot up. That's just the way it is. Um, next up, uh, Doku at Manchester City. He's only 6.5 million. It's eight chances created. Doesn't they? Not on corners, though. He's, he has scored. Um, he should have got at least an assist and he's had one successful cross. So not great numbers, but the eight chances created in a very attacking Man City side. Um, uh, I don't think people will go there with Man City because of the fixtures, though. They're sort of a real mixed bag and they've got Brighton next and they've got Bournemouth in game week 11. But the rest of the fixtures don't scream lots of goals if they're not gelling but Rodri could be back they, I mean they could they can get five they can beat a team five nil a drop of a hat so 
Yeah, Doc, is he on your radar at all? Not now, just because Grealish is back. Yeah. I think maybe the time for Doku was maybe two, three weeks ago when he first came and he delivered it. Yeah. Where was it he played? Was it West Ham? I can't remember who he scored against. But yeah, um, so yeah, there's a bit of rotation risk there. But I do quite like the wide Man City players against Brighton because mm. I do think whenever my perception mm. of Brighton is they, they can give up um, space behind their fullbacks yeah, and definitely. teams can exploit that, can't they? Yeah. So if you if you've got the if you can nail the Man City wide player, whether or not it's Doku or Grealish or Foden, mm-hmm. you that might be a good game for them against Brighton. Yeah. So um uh so, uh, so Doku plays on the right. <laughs> he could he played both. He I think in the both. last game, but he started on the right yeah. and he moved to the left. In so the he'll last be one. against um, if a Stupinans fit, it'll be him. But it might not be mm. because of international. You know, break as well, and he might just might not be ready. Um, Tarek Lamptey can play there, um, so he could be up against him. In which case, what you said about space, but what he might be up against is Solly March because Solly March mm-hmm. used to ages ago play left back and did a very fine job, I thought, um, against I'm Liverpool. Salah. Yeah, um, Liverpool, like Man City, top team. So, it would not surprise me to see mm. Doku v March as as one yeah. of the one of the contests and. I'm biased as a Brighton fan. I say March wins that, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, no, he did. I know that Salah scored twice in that game, but apart oh. from that, oh. I thought Marsh did really yeah. well down that side. <laughs> so, um, apart from all the goals scored, he did. No, but yeah, no, he did do. Well, one was a penalty, amazing, wasn't so. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one was a penalty yeah. anyway, wasn't it? But no, generally, I thought because I was a bit when I saw the team sheets come out, I thought, oh, you know, I'm not mm. used to seeing Marsh in that role. But given that he was on the opposite flank that he's used to playing yeah. in defence, I don't think he did a bad job. No, uh, no. He's, I think it's because I think it was in the Chris Hutton era that mm. he played there. I can't remember when it was, but. I mean, I th- I've since following, you know, Solly March in Brighton. I think he's played all over the shop, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but um, yeah, let's move on. Sabozlai is next. He's a player that we have mentioned before. He's still on the table. Well, that's good. Uh, so he's creeping up the table. So he's now in fourth place here. Ten chances created. He's saying six corners, no goals, and but one assist. Should have got at least another assist, according to the XA Delta boffins. And uh, he's had five successful crosses. Um, once again, I do think there is merit if you can't get to Salah or don't want to spend that much on Salah, who is the most nailed on guy on penalties. He's the best asset. Everyone knows that. But if you haven't got the money and don't want to, I, I don't see a problem with doubling up on the Liverpool attack. But their fixtures are so good. Got Everton, Nottingham Forest at home, followed by Luton, Brentford, Man City's tricky. Then they've got Fulham at home. I mean, this is a great run of fixtures. Um, so I think there's merit in doing something like getting Sabozlai and Diaz, something like that, you know, just, just mixing it up and, and make sure you've got a good bench. Yeah, I think the appeal with Sabozlai is that the minutes, because he plays every game and he plays 90 minutes in every game. And that is something that if you want somebody to compliment Salah, yeah, for instance, yeah. Ooh, yeah. with Darwin and, and Diaz and Jota and Gakpo when he's fit, You've always got that doubt there. Mm. And Shibosla, you haven't got that. He's no. going to start pretty much every game, I would have thought. I, I, I think he's probably a little bit similar to the way that we were describing Ward-Prowse and Madison mm. earlier. Yeah, I think he's a real creator. I think his goal threat is from range. I think only two of his 15 shots this year have been inside the penalty box. But it's that all-round appeal. It's minutes... It's, you know, he's taking quite a few corners. He has been with, he's been taking more corners with Robertson so far this year, mm. uh, more more corners than Chantal Alexander-Arnold, which is 
reduced his appeal a little quite a bit actually um but yeah if you want to double up for the for yeah. this run then getting that kind of nailed minutes guy in, in the second yeah. slot i don't i don't dislike that no so. I, mean, I mean i'll read the features again everton nottingham forest luton brentford next four I mean, let's just go with that that's there's gonna be a lot of i mean they're, they're scoring goals anyway but there's going to be mm. a lot of goals then. Someone's got to assist them. And this guy here, yeah. he's got 10 chances created. As you said, he's a 90-minute man. And in this day and age, that's 110-minute man. Um, yeah. So that's even more chances. Someone has got to be assisting all those goals. And yeah, chances and that, are this guy's going to get some. And another thing is with Liverpool is they've had, I think, four red cards this year. So yeah. that is impacting a player like Shabozlo because instantly when you get a player down, his attacking threat is going to be a bit more, it's going to be reined in a bit, isn't it, mm. naturally? So now in these games where they're going to have their dominate possession, they're going to play the majority of the game in the opponent's half, I would expect to see a bit more goal threat from him in these fixtures with 11 men on the pitch. So, yeah, yeah the more we're talking about it, the more I'm thinking, yeah, that's not a bad shout. Oh. I think I'd want him and Salah. I wouldn't just want to rely on him, mm -hmm. but as a double up we've seen it's worked with madison and son recently when the fixtures fall kindly and you've got two yeah. two key players in the side it, it can work so yeah. um it's just fitting him in i suppose yeah. because there's a lot, a lot of good options at the moment aren't there yeah um, definitely um is a next we've mentioned him before but just i'll just read out his stats so he's had tw uh, this is whenever he gets back his bearing in mind his last four matches he's played he's had seven successful crosses 12 corners nine chances created he has scored one goal he has assisted one goal he should have got at least another assist over that period of last four matches um so um yeah great a great asset got great stats uh but as we said the fixtures are a bit tricky crystal palace this might not be the time especially who's injured kudasevsky um we did i didn't mention richarlison but kudasevsky um 14 chances created eight corners he has scored um he should have got a, a, an assist over the last four matches and he's had four successful crosses i mean it's the same Thing really, we were talking about Tottenham. Their their fixtures are a mixed bag. They're not so great. So, but if you, I think I think Madison is the best one to hold over this period. But Kulusevski, by the same token, is only seven million. So he's he's he's, he's budget friendly, and I don't think he's a bad Tottenham midfield to hold through what is a sort of mixed bag of fixtures. Yeah, he always looks lively, you know, even against Luton, he looked like yeah. he was going to make something happen in the first half. Um, but there's a lot of competition in that Spurs mm. midfield at the moment. There's four there's four midfielders to own him being one of them. Yeah. And I think probably Son and Madison are a little bit above the other two at the moment. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, McNeil, we've already mentioned, but I mean, his goals are imminent, assists are imminent as well. Nine chances created, five corners. Uh, he's had seven successful crosses. Great stats. Everton's starting to improve. Uh, proving doubters like myself wrong. Um, they're, they're looking like a good Premier League side now. Um, Trossard is next. Seven chances created, two corners. Uh, he has scored and he has had three successful crosses. Should have got pretty much almost an assist over those last four matches. It's just rotation really problem there. And I'm, I'm not sure what the injury situation is with him. I think he's back now, but Martinelli is back as well. Yeah, and you've got this competition up front because that used to be a slot which you used to think, yeah. oh, he could fill in up front, but you've got Jesus, you've got Nketiah, who's, who's, who's doing well at the moment. So we're going to need an injury to open up Trossard as a punt again, I think. Yeah, no. yep, definitely. Um, uh, Brownhill at Burnley is next. Not many people go there just because of Burnley's form, but if you if you are to go there, uh, he's 4.8 million. If you need an enabler, he's had 19 corners four successful crosses um, and eight chances created. But if they're barely scoring and they're conceding loads, 
he's probably not the player to go for. And while Cole Palmer is just a fraction more than that at Chelsea, seemingly nailed mm. on the right wing at the moment, um, even though Chelsea's fixtures are bad, I would definitely go for Palmer <laughs> instead. Um, but last up is... Yeah, is, or Sal, or, Sal, or, Sal, or Salchek. There's a few yeah, options, yeah. isn't there, in that price kind of yeah. bracket? Yeah, yeah, I like, I like Suchek. There's certain players, aren't I mean, I own Suchek during his good run um, a couple of seasons ago. And, um, you know, there's certain players in this game we have an affinity for. And I, f- I feel like I know Suchek, even though obviously <laughs> I've never met him. And if I did, I would look up to him because there's about two foot difference in height. <laughs> I think most of us would, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Dallow is uh, next on the list at 4.9 million. Nine chances created, seven successful crosses. Should have got an assist um over the, the last four, um, I put. I mean, he's on it. I mean, I didn't put him on it. The table chose chose it, but it shows that as a, probably going to be a segue into what we talk about next about attacking defenders. If we think Manchester United can improve, Dallow could be one of those uh, defenders to get attacking returns on top of clean sheets. And bearing in mind they've got um, uh, Manchester United, they've got Sheffield United next, and then after Man City, Fulham, Luton, and Everton. So. Lots of potential clean sheets there for him, so it could be could be an option. Yeah, I, I like Dallo. He does create a lot of chances historically. I just worry with United about the injuries at the back at the moment. You know, you've got Martinez out, mm. haven't you? And yeah. um, both of their first choice left backs are, or three first choice left backs are all injured yeah. at the moment. Juan Basaka's out. I think Varane's back, but. There's just not much stability there. Casemiro might have picked up a knock draw on international. I'm sure I read that over yeah. international duty as well. And mm. all of this isn't really, I'm an Anana owner and I'm going to play him this week and then ship him out. But even against Sheffield United, I'm thinking eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday night at Bramall Lane would be a great yeah. atmosphere there. I don't even think a clean sheet's really assured in this one, to okay. be honest. So, you. But um but yeah, I just think they, I mean, Dallow's a good pick, I think, but they, it would make, I'd be more comfortable if, they, they had their some of their key personnel back. Okay. Um, just before we move on to some more attacking defenders, so a whole table on attacking defenders, the latest attacking defenders, that is. Um, just to welcome so many more who've joined us in the live chat. Welcome to Zubin, uh, Michael, Historia Films, um, P. Georgie, um, uh, Magic69, Rixia. Oh, Rixia. I think Rixia was, has always been here, but um, yeah, hello again, Rixia. Um, and Abdullah, um, welcome here. Abdullah, rather cheekily, is checking on our rank, which we, which we <laughs> notoriously do not say. Um, but um, yes, we're both doing hopefully well enough to get a good rank by game week 38. Um, but we'll have more about our teams in the next video um, that will be published tomorrow. So we won't, we won't go delve into our teams. It's all about you and the players and the stats. Um, but we'll have, um, we'll have a more selfish um, video for talking about our teams tomorrow. Um, so look out for that. So let's move on to some attacking defenders. Um, okay, so this is a table I've done for last four matches. Though um, I've done it for a minimum of two starts over the last four matches, which eradicated Reese James, who was on here. So the last four matches he played, bring one, he's going to be back next match for Chelsea. Um, he was, but no one's going to go there because the Chelsea's fixtures are bad, and no one's going to go Reese James because they've been burnt. Um, and a Chilwell, I think, was on here, um, but obviously he missed out because of the starts as well. So bear in mind. Uh, and he's injured as well. So they're not here. Um, but first up is Trippier. <laughs> this is sorted by minutes per expected goal involvement. Um, so because these defenders, you know, you're not going to get Haaland type minutes per expected goal involvement. So he's got expected to be involved 
um, in a goal every 170 minutes. So getting on for one every two matches. But he's been exceeding that. He's had five assists in his last four matches. No shots in the box. 17 chances created. So five assists from 17 chances created. Wow. And 15 corners. He's had three clean sheets. I mean, no wonder he's been racking up the points. I, I had him for two weeks and I think I got 30 points in two weeks yeah. from him. Did I? Did I get 30? I must. Yes, I did get 30 points in two weeks from him. Um, I think he's got, um, yeah, I think he's got, what is he averaging 11 points per match over the last yeah. four. So yeah. if so if you brought him in at the start of that good one at home yeah. against Brentford, I mean, you've just, I mean, that's the difference between me and a lot of mini leagues, you know, at the leaders, it's that kind of gap. Yeah. And it's essential. it comes down to just, sometimes it can be fine margins, can't yeah. it? Come down to one player. Yeah. Um, and, and last match. So they, Newcastle conceded twice. Yeah. Um, Trippier got an assist. And walked away with two bonus because of those yeah. amazing chance creation. He's he's building up the 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 sort of baseline bonus stats there. So he walks away he walks away with the equivalent of a clean sheet points six points from after conceding twice. So yes, he's a very good option. Not in my team. Can't afford him. It was between Trippier and Watkins. That was the, my dilemma on my wild card. So I've got Dan yeah. Byrne instead. So hopefully the uh, ex Brighton man can. Uh, get a sniff of some of Trippier's points. I'm not expecting him to match him, but some of them. So, um, yeah, good, good, great, great option. Um, you'll, I mean, we'll talk about our team tomorrow, but game week 10 wildcard, if you do wildcard then, would Trippier be amongst the first names or, or might you not bother? No, no, I don't think so. I think that maybe the time for, for Trippier is is kind of winding down, I think. Okay. I don't think he's a bad asset to hold. You know, he's always going to have those mm. chance creation. I'm just looking at the fixtures beyond, you know, great option against Palace. Good option, not great, but a good option at Wolves because I think Wolves have proven at home this year that mm. they can be pretty handy. But then you've got Arsenal, Bournemouth, Chelsea, Man United. So there's some tricky fixtures in there. So I think for, for it'll probably be 7 million by the time I play yeah. my wild card. And I'm not sure if it's the best use of funds now, but fair play to anybody that got on board at the start of that run and even during it because they're, you know, you've been, you know, handsomely rewarded yes. with some absolutely ridiculous hauls. So, uh, I know. I had to, I had to yeah. second check myself saying, oh, yeah, he got me 30 points in two weeks. Did he? Yeah. Is that human? <laughs> um, yeah. Next up is a uh, Brentford. Brentford's fixtures are t- starting to turn now. I mean, they got Burnley, but then they turn a bit. Um, and I'll just mention him, but I'll just skip, sort of skip over him, but I'll mention his stats there. He's had three shots inside the box. He has created one chance. Last his last four matches. No assists or goals, though, um, and a, only a couple of starts. But I mentioned him there because his minutes per expected goal involvement is just behind Trippier. So that proves that what little shots and chances he's getting, he's making the most of them. So he's one who might get a cheeky return. But yeah, you're going to be lucky to get a return from him. Next up, Cash, though, because we're still talking a bit more quantity here. Six shots inside the box from Matty Cash. Um one just one chance created, but he has had an assist. Um, his minutes per expected goal involvement every two hundred thirty-six minutes, so quite quite a distance behind. But he has got a clean sheet um, in my team um, now. Um, the, these these stats don't look as good as Trippier's, for example. But every time I see Villa recently with Cash, especially when he's on the right wing, he looks really. He looks like he's about to be involved in every goal. Um, but you, as a Villa fan, Matty Cash, still time for Matty Cash. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, because we've got three home games in the next four against uh, West Ham, Luton and Fulham. So really good fixtures. Mm -hmm. 
I much, much prefer him, obviously, on the right wing. It doesn't happen that often, mm. but when it does, he's got serious goal threat there. When he's at fullback, he is the more withdrawn of the two. Okay. Luca Dean advances more oh, than okay. Matty Cash. But even, you know, even against Brighton, you know, we saw him get the assist. He got into a good position. Um, and I think because you've always got that chance that he might be on the right wing, mm. um, I think he's really appealing. He takes a lot of shots. Good fixtures for Villa. What is he? Five million now? Yeah, five million. Yeah. I still think he's. I still think he's probably somebody I'll be looking at on my wild card next week um, to cover those Luton and Fulham games um, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, so after West Ham, yeah, um, we've got Luton, Nottingham Forest, Fulham, um, then Tottenham, then Bournemouth. So a lot, of, a lot of clean sheet potential there. So even if he is at fullback. Mm. Um, you could be getting lots of returns there. I certainly hope so as an owner. Uh, Next up, Lewis Dunk. Um, Now England regular Lewis Dunk. He's had two two recent starts and uh, on top of his um, cap four. So that's three, three caps, I believe. Um, and he's, I think it's just deserved, isn't it? And, um, yeah, so yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think he'll, he may hopefully start against Italy. Uh, this mm-hmm. is going out before uh, being streamed before the Italy game tonight uh, against England. Um, but if not, he's certainly in the squad because I think Tamori has been sent back because there was only 23 places. So they had to send a couple of players back. Nketiah was the other one. So but Lewis Dunk is still there. He's still there in the squad. Um, and when he first appeared in the Premier League with Brighton, and obviously Brighton fans know his attacking threat already, he can, he's can he got a goal in him, a goal or two in him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's starting to do that. There was a period where he wasn't the guy going up getting the getting the attacking returns but last four more matches he has already got a goal he's had four shots inside the box he's experienced at doing that kind of thing so they'll be of quality um and uh, so he's obviously started all, all, all four of those four matches last played so not a sub and he's created a chance as well i, I don't think he's a bad option really um i'm, I'm tempted actually because the stupanan's injured and we've seen him sort of come off at half half time dunk is He's just, he's, if he's not going to play, he's not going to play at all. So if you've got a bench, I think, I think you might get an attacking return. I think you can, might even get some clean sheets with Brighton's fixtures. Fulham game from game week 10, Everton, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest, Chelsea. Yeah. There's potential there. Well, I, I've got it in my notes. Ask Joe about Dunk via Stupinan. So you've yeah. got, you've kind yeah, of, yeah. You've, you've got, um, because on game week 10, I'm, I'm going to want to include a Brighton defender, oh. I think. Um, You've got to kind of think if you're playing the wild card in 10, how can you get little kind of edges? And I think going big on Arsenal yeah. and going big on Brighton is probably mm. what the game week eight wild carders yeah. won't have done. But the worry with a stupid is, is with Europe, you're always going to have that nagging doubt that Lam- I mean, the fact Solly Marsh played so well at left back in the last match as well, it all it doesn't help, I don't think. Uh, Stupinan's the player that you want, isn't it? But it's yeah. just minutes. Yeah. E- so maybe maybe Dunk is the one to and go for. Igor can also play at left back. So there's four oh. choices at left back um, now. Mm. <laughs> so that's not what you want. Um, and at right back with Lamp, I'd say Lamptey is actually, his form is really good, but he's still got the fitness issues. Mm, So, but you sort of know where you are with him. I mean, I was fairly, I was pretty safe to predict Lamptey would not start the next league game because he played Marseille. So he played really well in Marseille. I thought there's no way he's going to make it at the weekend. And indeed he wasn't even in the squad. So what what will happen is, um, so he's got a a slight injury at the moment, Mm. 
But if if so, you know that if, for example, when they have a European match on the Thursday, if Lamptey is not in the squad or he's a sub, then then you know you can think, oh, Lamptey's going to play. I, mm-hmm. I would say, um, and uh, that's one one of the reasons I've got him on my um, wild card because he's only three point nine when I got him. So I think Lamptey is an option, but bear in mind he's not going to get the same level of games as other players no and especially dunk so I, I do actually think dunk is the best option yeah i think it's going to be a decision for next week yeah. obviously i'd love a stupid and if he's playing every match 90 minutes we've shown what an unbelievable yeah. attacking threat he's got but if you're only going to get two out of the next four fixtures and you're going yeah. to get four out of four with dunk then there's a definitely an argument to get to to get the center back and you never know like you say you might get a set piece yeah. goal somewhere so so also, if you are looking for a budget enabler on your bench, next name is on there. Doughty at Luton, 4.4 million, five shots inside the box. And get this, 20 chances created last four matches. Three more than Trippier, better than Trippier. You heard it here first. No goals, one assist, so not as good as Trippier. Um, but 23 corners. I mean, he is... He's the guy at Luton. He's the guy that's going to get... If they're going to score, he's going to... He's going to be the one providing it because I mean that's that twenty three corners, twenty chances yeah. created. He's just hogging the the creativity in that team. Yeah, he's been their best player so far this year, and um, I was kind of looking at him ahead of the double game week. But there was a little bit of uncertainty. They seem to be rotating the wing backs mm. quite a bit at the beginning of the season. That hasn't happened so much now because he's been playing so well that he's just nailed yeah. down that spot. Yeah, and. If you watch Luton, which we all have, it's just that's the game plan, isn't it? Get the ball out wide, crosses into the box. It's continuous. Mm. And so with Doughty on set pieces as well, I just think that with Luton, maybe the ship has sailed for their players now until they get another double game week further down the line because um, fixtures, I don't see see any clean sheets in the next five. No, Um, for the next six, they're the third worst team according to the fixture ticker at Fantasy Football Scouts. They've got Nottingham Forest next, then Aston Villa, Liverpool, Manchester United, Crystal Palace and uh, Brentford. Um, So possible they might get one or two, Mm. but yeah, yeah, very unlikely. There. Um, let's move on to Stupinam. We've already spoken about Stupinam, but I'll read out his stats here. He is on here. Last four matches he's played, created five chances, one shot inside the box, one assist. Um, and uh, obviously those four starts because last four matches. Um, but yeah, not as good as Dunk, according to this, in terms of creativity, which will surprise people um, in terms of sort of, um, sorry, in terms of expected goal involvement. So not as good as Dunk. Dunk has a bit more threat in the box. Um, whereas a stupid and a bit more on the assist potential. So, yeah, there's a decision to be made between Dunk and a stupid and if both of it. Um, Nathan Ake's next. I don't think many people are going to go for a, a Man City defender at the moment. Their fixtures um, are very mixed from a defensive point of view. They've got Manchester United, uh, Liverpool, and uh, Tottenham all in the next six. Um, so, I just mentioned his stats here. He's got four shots inside the box, one chance created. Um, and so, yeah, not great. Um, Next up is Robertson. Now, Robertson's interesting, not because it's Robertson, because of who Robertson could be. And so he's created 13 chances um, and he's had a couple of shots in the box um, and uh, taken 10 corners. But he is injured for Scotland. We don't know how long he's going to be injured for. And when Robertson is injured, it's Simakas time. Simakas is four point something. I haven't even looked at his price, but he's cheap. He's um, he's 4.4. 4.4. Uh, you've been, you can tell you've been writing articles about him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you could probably film him. I don't know what the latest is for Robertson's injury, 
But Simakas, I would imagine, would deputise for him. And whenever he has, he's got some pretty good returns. So he could be a short-term, quite good pump, but given Liverpool's fixtures, you know, Everton, Nottingham Forest, Luton, Brentford. So if, if he's getting any of those four, clean sheets and attacking returns, possibly. Yeah, we don't know the severity of Robertson's injury yet. He hurt his shoulder when he was playing for Scotland last week. I've seen everything from two month, uh, two weeks to six months mentioned. So I don't think anybody knows yet. We'll, we'll obviously find out. Klopp will probably talk about it more in his presser. But if he's going to be out for three, four weeks, then that presents an opportunity for Simicast, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, there are other players who can play that role, like Gomez and the youngster Chambers. Mm. But I think Simicast is the like-for-like replacement with Robertson. Yeah. Um, his past numbers have been really good. Whenever I've had him before in the past couple of years, and when you when you think he's going to start, he's actually he creates a lot of chances. Yeah. But what I would say is that left back role has changed at Liverpool now. Okay. It's it's not like it used to be in that because Trent's inverting now, not all the time, but quite mm. a bit of the time. He's moving into midfield, and Klopp spoke about it last uh, at the end of last season that the left back can't play in the same way if if Trent is inverting into midfield. Yeah they kind of have to tuck in a little bit more and even okay. become like a third centre-back at times. So okay. I don't think even if Simicast plays, he's necessarily going to replicate the numbers from previous years. But I still think 4.4 for a Liverpool defender. Simicast does take some set pieces as well when he's mm. on the pitch. So yeah. you've got that. I think he'll be a really good option yeah. if we know that we can get three or four games out of him mm. um, on a wild card or if you've got, if you're looking for a cheap defender this yeah. week and we get the nod that Robertson's out for a bit. Yeah, I'd definitely go yeah. there. So uh-huh. listen out on uh, and watch for, um, the team news video that I'll do with Neil at the end of the week. We'll have the latest in the press conference there. So hopefully I have a bit more information. Murillo is next at um, Nottingham Forest. I know FPL Black Box's Mark has been talking about him. He has created uh, he has created a couple of chances, had three shots inside the box um, and uh, he's uh, obviously had a clean sheet. Uh, and just a couple of starts. So a one to watch here. 4.5 as an enabler. I don't know um, if attempting you at all on your wildcards. You've got Luton next at game week nine, but then game week 10, tricky with Liverpool. But then Villa, West Ham, Brighton, Everton. Um, it's it's, it's a, possibly not for a defensive returns, again, clean sheets, but could be getting an attacking return or two. Yeah, I don't think the fixtures are quite good enough to go there. I kind of look when, when I'm looking at 4.5s, I want good home fixtures. Yeah. And after Luton, I'm not sure Villa and Brighton at home yeah. is, you know, they're tough fixtures for defenders. But I don't know much about the player. I just I watched him against Palace in the last match and I thought he looked really good in that. So I think he's the kind of player I'll, I'll continue kind of watching and, you know, seeing that maybe there might be an opportunity further down the line to bring him in. But um, yeah, so far, so good for him. But um, it's um, just a shame the fixtures aren't better. Um, next up, Dan Byrne, uh, 4.6 million. Um, you know, he's going to get a sniff of Trippier's points. That'll do me. But he could do yeah. six shots inside the box. This is a lot. Considering he's about a foot taller than most other players he's around. That's very good. Um, he's actually created a couple of chances as well. I mean, he's a really good player. Um, I mean, this is something that really, really exceptionally tall players get really badly misjudged as being, um, you know, they're only about, you know, the aerial threat there because he's actually really good with his feet as well. And it's Peter Crouch had the same thing as well. He's a really good player. Um, but yeah, so Burner has actually scored a goal over the last four matches. He's had three clean sheets um, as well. So yeah, Lots of prospect returns there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased I went for him. 
um, as a Trippier substitute. Um, next best, I think, uh, under after Sean Botman. Um, and Botman's obviously yeah, injured. So, so Byrne probably might be someone you might consider, possibly, if you want a bit of Newcastle defence. Yeah, I think, what, 4.6 makes sense, doesn't it? With Botman's gone up, Botman's injured, he's gone yeah. up to 4.7. So Byrne's the cheapest route yeah. into that back line. And Newcastle have obviously got what one of the top four or five defenses in the division. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think really good pick. Um, Dallow's on this. Uh, he was our segue into this, so I won't mention his stats again. But yeah, so he he is on this list here, and um, so he's he's a bit further down, but still on this list uh, with his nine chances created. But the last name on his Porro, uh, Tottenham five point one, two shots inside the box, seven chances created, uh, five corners. Um, and this sort of cements him over Doggy being the one to get for Tottenham if you want to get a defender with attacking threat. He certainly, on the eye, he looks the better. But I mean, I think they're both good, but Porro looks the one who might get you a bit more returns. Yeah, I completely agree. I started with a Doggy in game week one mm. and uh, I was quite happy with that. And then as the game weeks have gone on and you watch mm. more of Spurs, you're realising that Porro is the, the fullback to own, I think, yeah. albeit a little bit more expensive, but he gets in some really good positions. He had a good chance at Luton, didn't he, in the last match? And um, yeah, I, I think, it, you know, whether or not you want a Spurs defender long term, I'm not sure. But if you do want one, then he's probably the one to own. Um, and so everyone in the live chat, if you've got some questions for, for me and Tom, do ask away. Um, uh, we'll we'll gather those in a minute, minute. But what I'll do is in, while you put your questions in, I do remember to put a question mark on so I can easily see them. Um, we'll have a look at some of the best goalkeepers. So we'll briefly have a look at this because... Um, People aren't happy with their goalkeepers. So I've sorted this between by expected goals prevented. And that's essentially how good they are. And I've only put the ones, the, the plus ones. So these ones who have actively prevented goals. So for example, Martinez is top. He's actively prevented. Him being brilliant has actively prevented um, two goals uh, that we expected to concede. Um, I haven't put any of the minus ones. They're the ones that actually cost their uh, team. Um, so they were expected to concede and... Uh, they have not delivered. Um, so, uh, and I've also um, highlighted those who have also got a good save rate because what you want is a good goalkeeper who's going to prevent goals. So you want clean sheets potential, but you want a lot of saves. You want those save points. You want bonus points to go with that as well. So Martinez is top. Um, I haven't flagged him up because at 4.9, I think cash is probably a bit better than him in terms of attacking threat with those clean sheets. So his clean sheet's not in doubt. It's best best goalkeeper in terms of expected goal prevented. But he's 4.9 million. Um, he has had a clean sheet, but just, just the 10 saves in the last four matches. So he's a minutes per save every 36 minutes. Quite good, but not as good as Cash. I think there's probably better. I don't think you'd probably agree with that. If you were going to go for a Villa defender, you go for Matty Cash probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think if Martinez was 4.5, then there might yeah. be a conversation. But um, no. Um, Sanchez at Chelsea is interesting. Uh, obviously, former Brighton keeper um, with surplus requirements at Brighton, um, but he's only conceded a couple of goals last four matches. Two clean sheets, minutes per save rate really, really strong. Every twenty-four minutes, that's that's excellent. Um, and he's had so he's had fifteen saves, and he's expected goals prevented just behind Martinez at two. So he's actually a really good keeper to have. He's only four point six million. It's a shame that the fixtures are so bad. They're bottom of the ticker for the next six: Arsenal, Brentford, Tottenham, Man City, Newcastle, and then Brighton. I can't see. I can see maybe one clean sheet 
uh, of that. But you're going to get plenty of saves. And he's and uh, also he's not going to concede as many as perhaps fans of those other teams um, would would hope. So Sanchez could could be an option. We're sort of he's a wait and see, isn't he? When Chelsea's fixtures get better, probably. Isn't he? Yeah, I think they get good in 16. So game week 16, I think. Um so I'm kind of looking at goalkeepers for the wild card at the moment, but it does feel like now's the time to be offloading Chelsea rather than yeah. investing in them. But they, but their defence has actually been good so far, as you'd probably expect it to be given the fixtures. Yeah. But still, you know, Chelsea goalkeeper at 4.6, there might be a time mm. later in the season when he when he's actually quite handy. No. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And next up is Ariola, who was probably one of the first names on my wild card last week um, because he's only 4.2. He's he's the West Ham number one. He's conceded eight goals <laughs> over that time, but he's had tough fixtures. The fixtures get better now. Uh, so after Villa got Everton, we mentioned these before, Everton, Brentford, Nottingham Forest, Burnley, Crystal Palace, lots of potential for clean sheets there. Um, but he, if he doesn't get a clean sheet, he's got the saves, 17 saves. That's a save rate, minutes per save rate of every 20 save every 21 minutes and, and he's a good goalie as well. Expected goals prevented, getting on for nearly two goals that he through his sheer brilliance, has uh, prevented. So, yeah, you're wildcarding soon, probably. And Arioli, one of the first names on your 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 squad list? Yeah, yeah I mean, he's already in the team because uh, I started with Onana and Turner, but I wasn't very happy with that early door. So I switched Turner for yeah. Arioli in game week three, I think it yeah. was. And it's been, you know, he was four million at the time. It's a bit of a no-brainer because um, West Ham are a decent team, mm. not great, but they're they're good. They're quite quite reliable in matches. You know, for instance, the Sheffield United one a couple of weeks ago comes in, gets you the six points, job done. So yeah. four four point two for a West Ham goalie. It's yeah, it'll be a lock on the wild card. It's just who you pair him with. Yeah. Do you go with somebody like Turner and yeah. really keep that budget down low, mm. or do you go then and put him next to somebody a bit more expensive, like a couple of the names yeah. a bit further down on that Definitely. table. I mean, one of the, one one name that is intriguing people is Raya at Arsenal. Mm. Um, he's 4.8 million. Um, he has only conceded two goals in his uh, last four matches, uh, but he's, he, he's relatively new to the seat team, as in he's just replaced Ramsdale. So the threat of Ramsdale replacing him again is always there. He's had three clean sheets though. Um, but, and his expected goals prevented is 1.4, so just below Areola. Um, so really good there. Good goalkeeper. But his save rate, well, it's pants. <laughs> He's made five saves. And this is what you get with a good keeper in a good with a good defense in a good team. Um, it doesn't matter if he's a good keeper. I could be the goalie there. I'll just be standing there. <laughs> and but so he's only made five saves in the last four matches. Um so um I, he's not one I would go for because he's not getting those save points. But I think we, we spoke about this just before we, we started this. Um, he is still getting the bonus because he's probably one of the best at passing out from the back, isn't he? So Raya is replacing the save rate with these incredible passing stats, which is earning the bonus. So still an option. Yeah. Yeah, he hits that passing threshold, doesn't he? Um, I think it was against Everton when they won 1-0 and he got a couple of bonus points in that one without, I think yeah. he only made one one save in the match. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not quite convinced by Raya. I think he interested me a couple of weeks ago, but the more I think about it, you know, I just think one iffy performance, yeah. Ramsdale could come back in. I think the fact that you can get to 
0.7, so a touch cheaper. Yeah. Less appealing for me. And um, Arsenal is such a good defence this year. Declan Rice has just really come in and, and shored them up defensively. They don't concede many shots. No. So I'm, I'm kind of looking at somebody like Ariola who's playing in a worse defence, but yeah. still an okay defence. And they're just going to rack up save points and bonus that route yeah. rather than relying on passing. Because the passing bonus thing will work for Raya in low scoring matches. Mm-hmm. But Arsenal's fixtures are about to get easier. We're going to be scoring more goals. And I think that the chances of Raya getting bonus with a clean sheet is going to diminish in the next kind of eight game weeks. So. Um, Kaminsky's next for Luton. He's only 4.5 million, five goals conceded. No clean sheets, but a great save rate every 32 minutes. So just behind um, uh, Martinez and a bit above Sanchez. Uh, expected goals prevented. Uh, he's, he, he, through his brilliance, has prevented one and a fifth of a goal. Um, and as Alex Misha in the in the live chat points out, Kaminsky's saves really show that Luton are not as great of a fixture everyone thinks they are from a, um attacking point of view. And and that's, that's indeed the case. Um and that's one of the reasons why I sort of moved off Son for the captaincy last time out, um, because um, I felt that Luton are capable of shutting up shop. And Kaminsky's part of that. He's a good goalkeeper, obviously. He's one of the best. One, two, three, four, five. Over the last four matches, he's the fifth best goalkeeper in terms of XG prevented. Um, but we've, we've, I'm going to sketch over him, though, because the fixtures, I can't see many clean sheets. So he's one to sort of... Remember when Luton's fixtures get better that you might get some clean sheets. You might get um, some good returns from Kaminsky as a, as a budget enabler. Johnston's next. He's a good one. Crystal Palace, 4.5. Uh, only conceded three goals and he's had three clean sheets in his last four. Minutes per save rate every 24 minutes. Same as Sanchez, just above Areola. And his expected goals prevented is 1.1. He, he, he would be a good one for a, a wild card, don't you think? Yep, I think so. I mean, there was a bit of worry from his owners, wasn't there, when Henderson came in, but then he's got a thigh injury, I think, anyway. And Johnston and the Palace defence have been doing really... They're a reliable defence. They're the kind of defence I like owning because you plug yeah. them in in the easier home matches and they deliver quite often, yeah. um, like they like they did last week against Forest. So, yeah, yeah Johnston definitely on the radar as, as a potential goalkeeper. Yeah. Palace have got some decent fixtures as well. Yeah. After the next two, they've got Burnley, Everton yeah. and Luton. Um, so. if you, someone in the chat, Eunice, asking, Leno's not on the table. Yeah, no, he wasn't in this table. If you look at all matches, he would be. So I've just gone for the last four. So this is very recent. So it's a small snapshot of the latest goalkeepers and what they're doing. And, and a lot depends on who they who they played. But Leno, yes, I, I always like Leno as a choice. And I was going to pair Leno with Ariola until I needed the money. Um, and I do think Leno is, is, is a good option as well. And Fulham's fixtures are... Okay. Uh, no, they're not. They're awful. <laughs> That's another factor why he's not on here. Um, Tottenham, Brighton, Manchester United, Villa, Wolves and Liverpool. I can't see a single clean sheet out of that. <laughs> so um, uh, that's not the reason he's not on here. But um, yeah. Um, uh, Neto at Bournemouth, someone I always talk about. Um, Bournemouth haven't quite gelled. They've got two crunch matches coming up. Ten goals conceded. Uh, that is a sorry story. Just one clean sheet. But his save rate is the joint best on this table. Every 17 saves. So it's one every 21 minutes. He's expected goals prevented at uh, um, 0.6. So quite good. Um, one to mention. I'm, I'm just going to sort of sketch over these because I don't think many people are going to be convinced. But it's good to, to say their stats. Uh, Jose Saar. Every, every season, pre-season, we look at the pricing. And Jose Saar is inexplicably five million. 
and everyone why well, he should be 4.5 million but nevertheless yeah. he is a good goalkeeper he's expected goal yeah. prevented is 0.6 minutes per save every 22 minute 22.5 minutes uh he's only conceded six um goals when he's had some tough fixtures so that's why he's on here because he's good um yeah it's it's odd isn't it i mean if he was 4.5 he would genuinely be an option i think for people but because he's five it's a bit like pope this year he's been priced at the name below he's 5.5 this year he's just been priced. why would you go for pope when there's Mm. botman at 4.5 or trippier started at 6.5 it just it it kind of it it makes them non-options and i'd say it's the same for saar because I think you can get into that Wolves defence for kind of 4.5 if you want to with the defender. So why is the goalkeeper 5 million? Yeah. Uh, Pope, uh, he's 5.5 million. He's, uh, I, I still think he's got Burnley premium from his Burnley days. But 5.5 yeah. million. Uh, Newcastle, yes, defence is good. But you're not going to go for Pope when you've got likes no. of Burnley a million cheaper, Potman a million cheaper or so, um, Trippier, you know, a million more and you can get Trippier or so, uh, a bit more than a million. But, but nevertheless, three clean sheets there um uh, and six saves so yeah not he's sort of an also around but his expected goals prevented is 0.5 so pretty good um okay what we do is um i see some of you already got your questions in the chat so we'll go through those and then we'll sort of wrap this up with some of those questions uh there um okay so i'll, I'll go i'll go back see if i can get some question marks and i'll find them um yeah, Leno equal top on points. Uh, why not on the list? I think I've explained that why Leno wasn't on the goalkeeping one. It's just his, his uh, stats weren't weren't as 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 good the last four matches. But yes, I think long term he's a great he's a great option. Um, okay. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, thoughts on those Uber differentials yet not quite nailed on six point five range new signing mids. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Um, like Doku, Kudus and Fatty. Uh, well, we mentioned Doku already and, and probably the same reason. Yeah, uh, you, you've just answered. I mean, I say you just answered your questions. Um, I like the Uber differential bit, but the new signing mids not quite nailed. That That's why I'm not interested. Probably same for you, Tom. Yeah, Kudus is a player I like, but he's nowhere near nailed enough in that team at the moment. Moyes tends to integrate his signing, new signings from, from other countries mm. in certainly in some cases in the attacking positions, yeah. if I remember rightly, a little bit slower. And when you've got players like Diaby and Neto, these nailed on players for similar prices, mm. don't really see. I mean, it's the same for Fatty. I mean, yeah. Fatty looks good, but he's not nailed in that team, is he? So, no. Uh, mm. Alex asks if you don't own Bowen, Diaby, Matoma or Diaz, which of those players who are all good players to own at the moment, would you prioritise um, uh, for game week 10? Um, and would you prioritise them over an Arsenal mid? Um, then it gets a bit complicated, so I'm not going to read the rest of it out. But nevertheless, they're all good players. Which one of those would you target? Well, first of all, I, I would prioritise in game week 10 and Arsenal mid. If Saka's not fit yet, I'm going to go for Martinelli, I think. Um and because Arsenal's fixtures are excellent from game week 10 onwards, they've got Sheffield United, then Newcastle, that's tricky, but then Burnley, Brentford and Wolves. So I can see lots of returns there. Um, so, but out of those players they mentioned for me, I think Bowen from game week 10, West Ham are really good. And I think you might favour Diaby perhaps, Tom, I don't know, but um, that, that would be for no, me. No, I don't think I would. 
Yeah, I think I'd go Bowen too, yeah. because I think I I do actually prefer, I wrote a piece about it a couple of yeah. weeks ago. I really like Diaby as a pick, but yeah. I do prefer I prefer Watkins yeah. out of the two. And so, uh, yeah, Bowen, I think, looks really, really good for this for this West Ham run. Uh, Zubin asks, is 3-5-2 still the best formation to go with on wildcard? Uh, we have amazing options up top now, and you can get cheaper mids like Neto, Gordon or Suchek as the fifth mid for rotation yes it's something i've spoken about on the um wildcard videos and we've spoken about with our teams for me personally i still prefer 352 i think there's so many good midfield options i like um i think um in the in the 6.5 or so million mark there's still options like matoma around there and and it's tricky to get them all in if you've got three good strikers um but i think um if you're not going to go for Haaland, yeah, do it because you can get Watkins, Darwin Nunes. You can you can look around. You can maybe get Solanke in as well. You can get some sort of nailed on goal scoring strikers, which is what you want. But I still prefer three five two myself. I think that's the most flexible uh, fi- uh, structure at the moment because I'm still not. Yeah. I mean, I've mentioned those names, Watkins, and then it sort of peters out then because. Yes, Nunes is good, but he's not nailed. Um, yes, um, you know, various other strikes. Brozier could be good, but not nailed because J- Jackson's there. It's, it's, it's just that not nailed yeah. on this. Um, Solanke is good, but Bournemouth aren't performing. Pedro is on penalties for Brighton, but will he start every match? Ferguson's fantastic. Got me a hat-trick earlier this season. Will he start? I still think there's a lot of ifs and buts over the strikers. Yeah, I think I think I probably am more three five two just because I don't want to limit myself to four midfielders yeah. and then say a Palmer or something like that, which is what I'd do in a three four three. I mean, you've got Alvarez as well, yeah. who um, you could put add to that list, and Calvert Lewin, I think as well, but tougher, trickier fixtures. Yeah. But I think you, I think he will play every match, yeah. providing he's fit. Yeah. But yeah, I think there's more appeal now with the three. I mean, we we touched upon this a couple, two, three weeks ago, and said that there are slowly a few, you know, good forwards emerging yeah. in that kind of six to seven million pound price price bracket. That's been the case, and now we're seeing more people move to the three four three. Yeah. I think it's really good for the game. I think the, having yeah. these conversations is really good, isn't it? Because I do think if you like three strikers, go for it and go three four three. Yeah, um, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, we mentioned there um, about, you know, it's definitely an option if you're going without Harlem perhaps as well, because then you can really get, say, Watkins, Darwin Nunes, Alvarez. You can you can mm. get those sorts of players. And the next question here, Dafford uh, asks, he's, he's avoiding Harland until game week 16 to go against yeah. the grain. He has, and that's enabled him to get Salah, Trippier, Son, Darwin, uh, Alexander-Arnold. So <laughs> he's got a really good squad. Um but he's actually considering free hitting game week 11 to to cover the inevitable Haaland hat-trick, which is game week 11. They play Bournemouth at home. Um, I would say if you're going to go against the grain and go without Haaland, I wouldn't use a free hit chip on that. No. I would, you, you should have a good enough squad to cover it. I mean, that, that would be your aim for that. Um, but uh, to, oh, Tom, can I just get you to move in the centre of the screen a little bit? You've drifted sorry no, no, it's fine. only only because i'm looking at my laptop oh, down no, here and my, my eyesight's so bad i have to get really close <laughs> that's, so, fine. Yeah. that's fine i'll um, sit up straight so he's got a really good squad there but i would say yes it's inevitable hat trick but i would say that could come sooner game week nine they face brighton and brighton's defense that's hat trickable 
for Haaland there. So, and that's what you're buying into. Haaland can score a hat-trick any time, but he's got strong potential in game week nine and game week 11. Um, and he can, he, you know, he can score against anyone. So um, I, I would just, I would trust the team that you're going with, the Haalandless team, and put in and save yeah. that free hit chip for, for, yeah. for when it'd be more lucrative later in the season. So um, there. Um, so yeah, got time for a couple more questions. Um do, 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 uh, European midweek matches to make no I don't I can't quite read that question um, uh, in a three five two so on that on that theme who would be the best fourth defender for the next few weeks so um, I, I, a fourth defender is someone you want as a as as a really good first sub I would I would say I think they're they're better value there. So I've gone for a mixture for me of Dan Byrne and Anderson at Crystal Palace. So you can put any Crystal Palace defender in there. And so when yeah. when the fixtures are bad for one, I'll move the other one in. Meanwhile, both of them have got goal threat. So they might get me some points off the bench if if needed. Um yeah, and play for good. Yeah. I, yeah. I was gonna say Gahey, so yeah, Gahey and Anderson, go. same thing. Yeah. Or 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 if, if Robertson's out for a while you could go for Simicass at 4.4 if you think he's going to start and yeah. we're getting, you know, he might not be a bad player that you can, you know, you probably want to start him in certainly in some of those fixtures, but 4.4, he could quite easily be your first sub. Yeah. So. Um, Gavin asks, any players we consider fixture proof? Um, yes. <laughs> um, but I think for all players, um, they, um, all players in theory should score better at home against terrible sides that's that's the sort of watchword so against a promoted side at home that's that's when they should score more but they can also score away against uh you know a, a rival to the top so yeah yes he 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 mentions harlan salah yes i would put the Ooh. likes of bowen in the mix for that as well um yeah talisman think, for clubs I that can score put- against anyone I think you put Son in there as well because yeah. I think he naturally is the player who, who thrives on that space mm. on the counter-attack and the, the bigger games tend to give him more space to do that. We've yeah. seen him haul against Arsenal recently. Um, and so, yeah, I think he's that probably player that I think you could just hold him regardless of fixtures. No. Definitely. I think I think I've answered most of the questions I can see there. So apologies for those uh, I haven't got, um, uh, I haven't, I haven't re- reached yet um, with there. So um, do ask me and Tom. We're both on Twitter. We've got, uh, oh, sorry, X, I should say. Um, we're both we're both on X, formerly Twitter. Um, and we've got, we've got our, um, uh, our handles on the screen. I'm ffscout underscore Joe. And uh, Tom is FPL Cruyff at 74. Um, and so um, we're both there. So if you've got any more questions for us, we're happy to answer them. Um, so ask us there. Um, but in the meantime, thanks everyone for joining us. Do remember to press that like button. Do remember to subscribe as well. Um, me and Tom are going to record our live, um, uh, sorry, record our uh, team reveals, which we'll put out, we'll publish those tomorrow. Because um, we, uh, we've been rattling on for an hour and 18 minutes already. Um, so those might get lost. So they'll be in a in a handy, um, easy to find separate video uh, for those that want to uh, find out what our ranks are. I know Abdullah and others are very keen to know our ranks. We might mention them even. Um, and so we'll talk about those in more detail. Um, but this is all about you, not us. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us on Goals Imminent. Um, good luck in game week nine. And we'll see you again next week. Cheers. Thanks, Joe. See you soon.